Okay, a quick disclaimer. Uh, if you hate sounds such as this or this, then this podcast is not for you, and I do apologize for wasting your time, but uh, thank you for stopping by anyway. Okay, so for all the people who don't mind that or just uh, like the podcast in general, welcome. Um, today's July 30th. Uh, it's been a while since I've been here. I've kind of missed a little bit of time. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it hasn't been the, you know, best time for me this past week or two. I've unfortunately broken my glasses, so I've been having to deal with that. Uh, and since I usually record this podcast pretty late, around 2 to 3, maybe even 4 a.m., you know, having to go to a doctor's appointment at about 7 and going to bed at about 4 not the best things, especially when it's an eye doctor and it's very important to my health. But on the plus side, I'm getting it done now and I've kind of decided what I want to do with this podcast. And uh, if you're already listening to the first episode and you're like, why is there a disclaimer about the clicky sounds? Uh, let me explain that. So the new podcast format is just going to be me kind of talking and relaxing and just kind of engaging with people while I do my work. But the reason why I kind of switched this from just doing the standard old like, hey, welcome, today's July 30th, uh, 2016, Nintendo launched its blah, blah, blah. Besides doing that, I've kind of wanted to move to something more comfortable and more relaxing. Uh, rather than doing just a performance deal, this is kind of just going to be a thing where I can relax and just talk and unwind and kind of uh, do some more relaxing work while I do this rather than it being... Um, a more stressful, like this needs to be a show and structured and yada, yada, yada. So if you're more interested in a structured show, then I do apologize. Uh, if you're not, then welcome aboard. I'm glad you could make it. So the first things first, what kind of work am I doing? I'm doing mostly musical work. So if you guys don't know, most of you probably don't, but uh, my main quote unquote job is for music. It's mostly producing music and I like to do a lot of my production at night and it's pretty nice. I enjoy it a lot more during the nighttime because I feel like things are a little more creative and it's just a lot easier for me to kind of get into it. But uh, the biggest thing is that for me, it's really easy for me to kind of multitask, such as like working on music and talking and doing stuff like that at the same time. So rather than just kind of doing a podcast and the music production, I kind of want to combine the two. Uh, so it's a little bit more, I guess, nice with my schedule. Uh, and I just, you know, I'm not going to be talking about music and things like that, I may kind of brush up on it every once in a while, but for the most part, it's not going to be a music podcast. It's just going to be a me doing my thing while, uh, you know, while talking, <laughs> since I do enjoy talking, I guess you could say. Uh, but yeah, so this week, my glasses unfortunately broke. Um, it does suck, but I guess it could be worse, you know, like uh, while I'm going to be blind for, you know, a week to two weeks. I guess it's kind of nice because while being blind sucks most of the time when you're used to having like really good vision, it's kind of nice to unwind and kind of rely or kind of see the world through a different lens, I guess you could say. So rather than it being like just more 2020 and everything's perfect and you always are having to look through a lens and it's always like if you take your glasses off, you're back to blind. It's kind of nice to not have to rely on something to see. And that you can kind of just see the world through, you know, your eyes rather than a lens. And that's something I'm getting used to because I've worn glasses my whole life. So I'm not really used to, you know, not seeing through a lens. Uh, and so now that I am not seeing through a lens, it's kind of relaxing. and It's kind of nice. Uh, the only issue is it makes computers 
you know, suck <laughs> because they give me headaches now uh, because I'm always having to squint my eyes and see the screen and yada, 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 rather than just kind of being able to see, yeah, yeah, rather than just be able to see the screen and kind of picture everything. Now I'm having to get really close to the screen to see text or scoop back because I'm getting a bad headache or just things like that. So that's the only, I guess, unfortunate side. But other than that, it's been kind of nice. Um, yeah, the biggest thing is it's just going to be a different thing to kind of get used to for the time being. Uh, but it won't be permanent. In a few days, I'll have my glasses and I'll be back to normal. And I'll be able to see the, the world through a new pair of lenses, I guess you could say. Um, I'm really excited, actually, uh, just to kind of, you know, move on. But it's definitely made skateboarding, you know, a little scary, not being able to see. Um, kind of going down uh, a quote-unquote ledge and not being able to see what you could possibly hit is a little awkward <laughs> and is a little scary, I guess I could say. Um, I'm definitely not used to it, but I'm getting used to it. I'm kind of getting over my fear of going fast now, which I guess is a good thing. You know, you always got to find the positives in every little thing you can. If Because if you don't find the positives, then, you know, your life's going to not be very fun. But yeah, other than that, man, whew, my week has been really boring. Uh, just, you know, fixing my skateboard, getting new bearings, cleaning it up a little bit. Uh, same old, same old, I guess you could say. But yeah, I guess that's a good motto for this. Just have fun, you know, because if you're not, what are you doing? <laughs> you're not really enjoying anything. Uh, just like in, just like everything, you know, if you're not having fun with it, what's the point, you know? But yeah, we're on iTunes now, which mostly, which is probably what you guys are listening to this on. For the first week, I had to delay the episode because uh, I wanted to get a like instant release on iTunes rather than it being like a um, releasing on SoundCloud first and then going into iTunes. I wanted to be like off the bat on iTunes. Um, and so, yeah, we're on iTunes now, which is really neat because I've never had anything like that before. I've never posted on iTunes before for anything. Uh, so it's really nice to kind of see how it's going and to kind of see everything and like see it posted on there and be like, yeah, that's my podcast. But you know, it could be better. Like I could always do better. I could always improve. I could always, I could probably even be doing this better um, rather than, you know, how I'm doing it now. I'm just like, oh, working on work and talking about nothing. <laughs> like I could have a topic and I could have, you know, something that's, you know, interesting to listen to i guess you'd say um but i don't know i'll just kind of keep spitballing and see how my ideas work if they don't work then oh well who cares you you learn off of failures well you can't you do learn off success but you learn more off of a failure i want to say right do you guys agree with that no i probably not but i think you learn a little more off of a failure because while it's fun to succeed it's it's more educational to learn of something that you didn't do that you didn't work to your expectations. But yeah, you kind of learn off of things that aren't, I would say, uh, the most successful. You learn off of the things that failed that made you try new things in, to work with them. Like for me, uh, let me just tell I'll tell a quick story about kind of the past and what I've done. Um, I used to be really really into esports. I used to be really, really into it. It was something that I really enjoyed and that I really liked. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm never going to be a top esports player. Uh, it's not really something I'm going to be uh, because 
I don't just I just don't have the I don't put the time into the game that I enjoy to be the top player. You know, I'm kind of just there and I kind of just play for fun. And it's not really something that I try to go hard at and go, yeah, I'm going to be the best. Uh, however, I like management and I like doing stuff that involves me kind of getting into the back end of a business, if that makes sense, rather than just being like the player, like the star player. I kind of like doing the back end work of a business that's just more fun to me. And so I thought, why don't I make a team? <laughs> why don't I try to uh, start something, start a business? Uh, and so, yeah, I basically recruited a bunch of players, like the top level player, well, quote unquote, because in the game, uh, League of Legends, if you've heard of it, uh, I'm sure most of you listening to this have. If not, it's basically a multiplayer team game, or it's basically a team game where it's a two teams of five uh, play to destroy each other's bases. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens in between, but that's really all you have to know. So on the game, there's a ranking system uh, and it goes from the lowest to the low bronze to the highest of the eye of challenger which is like the top players and what i did is because since most of the players in challenger are being paid uh by teams and they're already signed to teams and there's already contracts i went to the tier below that which at the time is master um and then below that's diamond and then below that is platinum it goes down from there uh but the skill level between diamond which is the third uh best to challenger is crazy <laughs> like it is essentially like college actually uh, it's hard to explain in normal sports terms because you know college players and like a college basketball player and like an nba player are kind of close in proximity not super super close but uh you could have a really good college player move up to nba and be just as good as those guys uh, for the most part, but imagine bottom tier college players versus NBA. That's kind of the, I guess, assimilation I can give. So essentially, I got what would be bottom tier college, which is still good, which is not bad at all. It's just still like top tier. Uh, I got those guys and I started to kind of build them up. So I went on the ladder and I was like, hey, I'm starting a team. I don't have very much to give you. I don't have much to offer, but I can manage you guys. I can give you coaches and a structure. Uh, I can help you kind of get to the level that you want to get to. And, you know, most of them were like, sure. Uh, I got a few bad apples. <laughs> You'll deal with that with everything. When you're starting something, people want to know every single detail. And if they don't like one detail, then, you know, that kind of will ruin it for him. And the detail that most people didn't like was that I wasn't completely rich <laughs> pouring money into everything. Um, and so I started the team with very little investment from myself, like very, <laughs> very little, not even more than like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Literally less than a hundred bucks probably. Uh, and that was mostly just getting the website running and getting the players uh, things they needed. So if they needed, say, a mouse pad or they needed um, just something that would be more equipment or they need to get into a tournament, for instance, I would, you know, pay for that as the manager of the team, the owner of the organization. I would be like, hey, you know what? That's my job. Pay for it. Uh, all you guys have to worry about is being a team and playing the game. I'll take care of everything else. So your coaches, I'll take care of that, yada, yada, yada. And for, for most of you guys who don't really understand esports, if you're listening to this, um, I know it sounds kind of funny, like, oh, video games and coaches, but yeah, <laughs> surprisingly with how crazy it's been getting with esports blowing up, uh, it's been more and more important for 
uh, a team to have a coach and a structure behind it. Because like any team, there's always going to be flaws with individual players, team play, etc. Like uh, imagine the Lakers not having a coach. They would still be all really good players. It's just they wouldn't have structure in terms of what to do as a team. You know what I mean? It would be more of like five or however many players play basketball. I'm not a huge basketball fan, but it would be how many players playing doing their own thing uh, and kind of doing that as like a main goal, I guess you could say. But uh, for the most part, I did get coaches and I did get people uh, to help out, mostly volunteer workers uh, that would just were doing it basically out of the kindness of their own heart, which I really appreciate, you know, thinking back on it. Most of the people were just college students who, you know, had very little coaching experience that, you know, weren't uh, the most qualified, but it really helped me kind of get started because for one, it helped the players to kind of realize, oh, this is real. Like we have a schedule that we need to stick to. There's tournaments coming up that we're already signed up for. We need to work on our problems, all of that. And there are even coaches to help us fix our problems. And so it kind of kept the players grounded and it gave the coaches more experience to kind of get into it more, to kind of enjoy it more. And it even made the coaches enjoy coaching more because they were coaching players who wanted to be there rather than, or who were committed, I guess you could say, rather than just some guy who paid for a lesson, who just wanted a tip on, you know, how to do blank better. And so that was really getting started and I really loved it. Like we, uh, we had our main squad that was like the guys that I put together that were the guys that I searched for and convinced and talked to and were basically like really engaged in. And then their coaching staff, which was three incredible people uh, who were awesome and who like really, really uh, put a lot of work in for really not getting too much out of it besides like small stuff from our sponsors. (laughs) Uh, And then we had the second squad on the same game who was like the sister team who was a different coaching staff, three different coaches and six players instead of five. So we had a sub uh, like a, I guess a benched player who would fill in for either somebody who needed to be filled in for, or if the other team needed somebody, he would go to the other team. So it was kind of like the uh, organization's um, benched player or like uh, sub uh, so yeah, we had them and that was kind of going well, but me being me, I wanted to expand more and I wanted to do more because while I had just the two teams, I wanted, I had this big picture above me that was something uh, bigger, that was more professional, that was just more and more and more. And so what I did is I scouted for another team in a different game called Dota 2. Uh, and if you're unfamiliar with Dota 2, it's like League of Legends, same style of game, but it's not the same game. There's a lot of similarities, but there's many more differences uh, to the game. Uh, Dota's known to be a little bit harder because it's more punishing, uh, but League is known to be uh, more exciting to watch. And I'm trying to phrase my words to not offend (laughs) both crowds of the game. Uh, They're relatively close, but they're different, if that makes sense. It's like... um, I guess hockey, and I don't want to say lacrosse, but you kind of get the point. Um, It's similar games, just different ways to play them and different rules and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, I recruited a team for them, which had, once again, another coaching staff, a little bit smaller, uh, about two people, but was still a coaching staff. 
uh, and we still had five players, but this was already a team that was put together. I basically acquired a team that had already been put together, uh, that had been playing with each other for a while. They were number four on the leaderboard, and uh, they didn't belong to a team. They just were a few no-names that didn't belong to a team. Um, but yeah, I think a few of them do now, actually. Um, but yeah, they were number four on the ladder. And I was like, hey, I own this organization. We already have a two League of Legends teams, coaching staffs for both of them. I can offer you the same. I can give you a schedule. I can give you teams practiced uh, against. Uh, I can set up scrimmages versus other teams in your league. I can structure I can structure your guys' team, and I can help manage you and make you into the team that you want to be. And uh, they responded very well to that, and they were very happy to kind of go with it. And, yeah, then we had another team. <laughs> so we had, overall, uh, three teams. And uh, with those three teams... We had coaches to go with each team, so about, I want to say, eight coaches total, so six for the two league teams, uh, League of Legends teams, and then two for the Dota teams. And that was going well for a while. Uh, we got sponsors. We had an energy drink sponsor that would send me stuff, and then I would send that stuff to the players. We had um, our coaches helping out like every way they possibly could. So working with the players in and out of practice and in and out of game, just talking to them and helping them with their problems. We had uh, basically everything that would be a structured team. Uh, but then things kind of started to go downhill. And this is where, you know, you learn from your mistakes and you learn uh, by messing up. So the funny part is, if this was still going on and I was still working with the team, I wouldn't have learned... Uh, any of the stuff that I learned by failing because I'd still be doing the stuff wrong most likely and I would still be doing it. Now, of course, I'd have many, 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 not many uh, failures uh, in the middle, but it would, it wouldn't be, there wouldn't be as much to learn as if I, you know, didn't <laughs> fail. So it was starting to stale out a little bit. And the reason was because on the second League of Legends team, the newer team, players were starting to get complacent. The sub player didn't like being a sub player, but he wasn't really into putting in the time and the hard work to, you know, be a player that we could start. He complained about it a lot, but he never wanted to leave, and he always wanted to be a player to start. Uh, but the only issue is, since he wasn't putting the time in, I could never start him. I could never give off the final say-so, because the way the team worked was the players would talk to the coaches on what they wanted done. And then if it was a major thing, like starting a player, removing a player, etc., the coaches would talk to me and then I'd give them the final go ahead or I'd just give them like the final yes or no answer. And then most of the time I'd have to do all that stuff by myself. <laughs> but that's just, you know, owning a team. And since he wasn't wanting to put in the time, I couldn't start him. I told him, I said, you're not putting in as much time as the other one, the other player so I can't start you until you show me that you want to actually be the starting player. And for him, that was, I guess, kind of an issue. Uh, but the thing is, the player who was taking his spot uh, was more or less available than him. And so we ended up having to talk to the player that was less available, telling him to you know take a step back for a little bit and then put the guy in who wanted to be in. This is the only option we had. Uh, without actually kicking one out and saying, let's find a new one, which ended up happening <laughs> anyway. So it really doesn't matter. But yeah, it was just so many things started to go wrong at the same time that it was hard for me to kind of manage 
uh, everything by myself. And so unfortunately, I had to end up closing down everything. Uh, because I'm not saying that roster issues were the only thing. There was also issues with the coaching staff not being available or, uh, things going wrong for them. I know like a flood happened and ended up killing like half of his whole setup and like half of his whole area. And so he wasn't available for a long time. And then, uh, one of the, uh, players was getting kicked out of their house. And so he needed money and needed to go stay somewhere completely different. And then one of them, was forced by their parents to go back to college and kind of go in to get a degree and quit the game. So a lot of stuff was going wrong. (laughs) And that was only with the two League of Legends teams. Then there was the two Dota teams who needed money pumped into them because all of the Dota tournaments that they were doing were either A, invite only, uh, and so we needed better coaching staff to get them to the level of invite only, or the tournaments that they wanted to do and that they approached me with were pay to enter. And when I say pay to enter, I mean 50 to $60 per person, and you have five players on a team. <laughs> so for a person who doesn't have a lot of money, that can be a good amount to kind of shell out every you know week or so, uh, shelling out hundreds of dollars every you know week or two weeks. And so I couldn't really sustain that, and I couldn't really do that. And so unfortunately, I had to end up closing it down. Um, and you know, while I didn't want to, I'm actually kind of happy I did because it gave me the experience and the sort of, I guess, drive to want to keep doing something and to kind of see what I didn't want to do. And it really made me show that like maybe management isn't something I could see myself doing or at least, yeah, like widespread management. And so that was actually really nice to see that. And it kind of put things in perspective for me to kind of see, you know, what am I doing like, what is going on? You know what I mean? Like, what is something I want to be doing? And that really made me think that all I really want to do is just kind of be happy and do what makes me happy. And so I was like, you know what? I'm out of management. I'm no longer going to be doing management. That's just not something I want to have fun with or that's not something I can have fun with. And while the money would be really good, it's just not something I want to do for the rest of my life. It's not something that I could, you know, be like, yeah, I manage esports teams. Um, so I guess the moral of the story is don't be afraid to fail because, you know, failing may put something in perspective that you didn't see beforehand rather than, you know, always winning or always, you know, always succeeding kind of can put things into a blur because there was a time I did the whole management thing for about a year. The team lasted for the whole organization lasted for a while. Uh, and that was through, you know, branding, uh, rebranding, like things like that, like all of the stuff, like there wasn't just like, Hey, I made the I made the team smooth sailing from now on. Nope. It was a pretty rocky start for a while. Now uh, we had to do rebranding cause the sponsors didn't like what the name was or like what the branding was or like how we were doing stuff. And there was multiple sponsors who said that. So we just decided to re or well, we, I mean, I, I just decided to rebrand because it'd be a lot easier. Something more, I guess, ambiguous or ambiguous, ambiguous. Is that the right word I'm looking for? Something, I guess, less uh, imaginative, (laughs) I guess you could say. So it's a little bit easier for sponsors to get on the back of it. It was just a whole thing. Um, Needless to say, it was an experience and it was something, you know, would I do it again? Maybe. I was actually kind of contemplating doing it again not too long ago 
because a player of mine or players, it's a few players from the original squad, you know, the ones I was talking about where that's who all my focus went in the beginning, they contacted me again and uh, they ended up contacting me and we ended up talking on the phone and it was just this huge thing of like a reunion, I guess you could say. Like they were like, oh, we missed you so much. And it was just something uh, so nice. And it was something to kind of get back into it. And they were saying, hey, maybe we should get the team back together. We could all restart this. And while I said I'd want to, uh, there was still a part of me that was like, that's not really something I could do. And I don't want to promise them that I'll be as passionate as I was in the beginning because, you know, it's not something I enjoy anymore. And it's something I can already know I didn't want to do. And so I'd feel terrible if I kind of let them on to think that I could do more. (laughs) So before it gets really depressing and really sad, um, it's, it's a good thing because now I'm here. Now I'm at a point where I'm making music again because at the time I didn't have enough time to make music. I would wake up, uh, work on the organization, go to work, uh, come home, eat, go and practice with the team or be there to sit in at the practices because I was very involved. I was not somebody to just be like, hey, I'm going to be missing practice. You guys go do your thing. I showed up to every practice. I was there from the beginning to the end, no interruptions, like no leaving in between to go do something else. I was there. I would talk to them afterwards. I would then talk to the coaches or I'd then talk to the players. Then I would talk to the coaches and then... I would get plans for the next practice. And what I mean by that is meaning talking to the coaches to plan out more things that we could improve on, what the players could improve on, yada, yada, yada. So I was almost like a coach in a way as well, like a head coach. And so I'd basically get home at nine, stay up to like one or like two or three, talking to the players and the coaches, go to bed, repeat basically every day. And so I didn't really have time to do the stuff I enjoyed. So like there was no time for music. There was no time for like game, like actual playing games. It was uh, talking to sponsors, talking to possible sponsors, talking to players and coaches and organizing like everything. (laughs) And so while I moved in, like, yeah, that's a job. Uh, I wasn't being really paid for it. (laughs) While we had sponsors, all of the stuff that was being sent to me, I would send to the players because they're the ones doing, they're the, they're the reason why we have sponsors. They're the reason why the organization succeeds is because a sponsor won't just sponsor me with a team under my name. No, they'll sponsor a team that has me under them essentially. So I wasn't making really anything and I was, I don't really have too much to show for it besides the stuff that the sponsor sent me that I kept for myself. Uh, and the only things I really kept for myself was things that I couldn't divide um, to the players. So, like, they sent us a beach ball. Uh, I couldn't really divide a beach ball between five people without it, you know, being like a weird Coldplay concert thing. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't really divide that. And so I just kept that. And I kept, I think, I one drink that they sent us because they sent us one extra. And I didn't want to send a player an extra to think that I was, like, favoring one. So I kept it for myself. And so, Yeah. I was basically the organization, I guess you could say. And I don't want to say like it was all me uh, because without the coach's help and without the player's passion, like without the player's passion, none of this would have even been a thing that I could have done. (laughs) It would have basically just been like uh, just me doing nothing. Um, And so I definitely owe it to them. It was mostly them with just a little bit of my input, probably 95% them, 5% me. Um, And so... Yeah, I guess that's like the whole more. I guess <laughs> I'm not really sure 
with where I was going with that. But for the most part, don't be afraid to fail, I guess you could say. Um, I'm happy I did it. I'm happy it's over. But I'm happy I failed because it set things in perspective to to do what I want to do in the future and to kind of bring me to now. And while it was nice to kind of reminisce and be like, man, I miss doing that stuff. It's kind of like a relationship, I guess you could say. Like you kind of liked it or you liked it when it was happening. But now that it's over, you're, you're fine with it. <laughs> um, it's, it's not a big deal. And so I'm pretty happy it's over, I guess you could say. I'm not super, super pumped, but it could be worse. So with all that said, uh, that is the podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm very sorry that the podcast was delayed so long. I hope you forgive me. Um, but yeah, it was just so many things were happening, uh, that it was hard for me to, you know, balance it. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for watching or (laughs) I did it again. Thank you very much for listening. I, uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, and if you can just give me a rate on iTunes, it helps the show out, gets more people to listen, which is, you know, I don't really care too much about the number of listeners, but it's always nice to kind of, uh, not be just talking to yourself in front of a a microphone. It's kind of nice to be knowing that people are hearing this. Uh, but yeah, if you want more podcasts or just want to answer or ask me a question, you can go to talktonight.com, T-T-O-K tonight.com, and then click the ask button, the ask button. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I hope you all have a great day or night or week. Uh, and I will see you guys next time. Hopefully uh, next week at about the Tuesday date. If not, then I do apologize. Okay, <laughs> take it easy, everyone. Have a great night.